I'm pleased to welcome Audio-Technica back as presenting partner for Season 5 of Let's Talk About Sects. Audio-Technica's support has allowed this podcast to continue to grow, and their equipment is a huge reason why it sounds great. 60 years ago, Hideo Matsushita established Audio-Technica in a small flat in Shinjuku, Tokyo. Today, you can experience his legacy with affordable audio equipment to help with working from home, content creation, and if you're like me, getting the best out of your vinyl collection. Find out more at audio-technica.com and use promo code LTAS10 if you're in Australia to get a discount and support this show. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Twin Flames Universe promises devotees a path to ascension through finding their ultimate lover and building a permanent, harmonious union. But former followers have accused the organisation of exploitative labour, encouraging people to stay in abusive relationships, and pressuring members to undergo gender reassignment. Welcome to Let's Talk About Sects, a podcast about cults around the world. I'm your host, Sarah Steele. Before we get into this episode, a content warning. This podcast deals with issues that some people may find disturbing, related to emotional abuse and controlling behaviours. This episode also includes mentions of family violence and sexual assault, and there's a little coarse language. Please use your discretion as to whether this will be suitable for you and those around you who may be listening to. Enda Ionethos was born in rural Michigan to Greek Orthodox parents, who had him baptised in the faith, before converting to Roman Catholicism when he was seven. He claims that he eventually became disenchanted with Christianity due to its position on gay marriage. After attending a Catholic school and then a public school, Enda went on to study for a Bachelor of Business Administration at Western Michigan University, before working in sales for a digital marketing company. On the Our Gurus page of the Church of Union website, more on that later, Jeff Devine, the name under which Ender would later be known, wrote that he began having profound, transcendental, mystical and spiritual experiences, one of which included a visit by angels who gave him a message from God that his life's purpose was to bring people back to God. Quote, Totally impacted and humbled, he shook and he wept, vowing to follow God to fulfil his destiny. Ender eventually decided to pack it all in and head to Hawaii, where he says that he found natural harmony with the Hare Krishna community. Long before he was Jeff Devine or Jeff Ayan, and long before the Twin Flames universe, Ender had shown a desire to monetize his life. 
While living in Hawaii, he ran a website called Ender's Adventures. Under a LinkedIn position describing himself as a lifestyle design entrepreneur, he described the website's mission as to help you live a conscious, heart-centred lifestyle now. He wrote that it did this by, quote, sharing my life's unfolding adventure tales with you in a fun-to-read and informative story style with lovable characters. On the website, he said he tried to keep it interesting by doing some pretty crazy stuff through lifestyle design experiments such as raw food diets. The site also includes links to The Lifestyle Supercharger, quote, a free six-part video series that will show you how to feel better now, get anything you want, and create and live the life of your dreams, and a form to fill out for one-on-one coaching with Ender, with a review referencing his knowledge of NLP or neurolinguistic programming. We've discussed the technique before on this podcast, and I'm sure it's going to come up again. Around this time, Ender was posting on a digital marketing forum called Warrior Forum. In response to a question about how many hours users slept, Ender replied, How much do I sleep, right now? About three hours a day, trying to get it down to two hours a day soon. Polyphasic sleep, a new lifestyle design experiment in progress at my blog. His response to a question about why users were looking to achieve financial freedom included as the second out of eight reasons, quote, certain level of political immunity and ability to solve problems with law enforcement. In response to a question about whether the professional coaches on the forum had done any training to become a coach, Ender replied, Don't waste your time on coaching programs if you want to coach. Coach first. You can learn the rest as you go. He said you should just start by offering your services free to gain clients and gather testimonials, then start charging. On the 23rd of May 2012, Ender Ionethos posted the question, Love relationships. Lift you to new heights of success or drag you down to subpar performance? He wrote, I've been pondering this question for a long time now. Can a love relationship be helpful in achieving your success? Or does all the extra time, effort and energy involved mean subpar success performance? It seems that at the time Ender was contemplating whether abstaining from sexual activity altogether might be the path to success. He wrote, Napoleon Hill in the classic Think and Grow Rich talks about the potent power of transmuting sex energy as an essential part of getting rich. What do you think? Has anyone here actually experienced what he's talking about? On the digital marketing-focused Warrior Forum, there didn't seem to be many people who'd given it a go. Shalia Ayan, also known as Shalia Devine, was born Megan Plant and seems to have been heavily affected by divorce in her family when she was young. Under Learn More About Shalia on the Our Gurus page of the Church of Union website, there's not a lot of information about Shalia's early days. There's a lot more about Disney movies and finding your one true love. Megan Plant's LinkedIn says that she studied at the Laurentian University from 2009 to 2012 though it doesn't list her course of studies. A former Twin Flames Ascension school student told me that she'd studied psychology. Four contacts have endorsed Megan for her photography skills, and a YouTube video testimonial from October 2012 for a BELD, or Bioelectric Lymphatic Drainage Session, with Dr Tabzana B. Thomas, lists Megan as an international photographer. I couldn't source any examples of her photography work online. There were some rather big claims happening across the circles Megan was moving in. 
In another YouTube video, Dr. Tabzana B. Thomas says, Every disease known to man is caused by protein blockages in the lymphatic system, and that the technology she'd created removes those blockages so that now we can stay healthy, all of us, for our whole life. I'm not certain when the two decided to change their names to Jeff and Shalia Ayan. Ayan, by the way, is an Indian name meaning God's gift. But by the time she met Jeff, Shalia was living in Sedona, Arizona, on a two-year spiritual sojourn. A less spiritual aspect of the sojourn was that she'd been struggling financially, losing shifts at the Thai restaurant where she'd been working, and having a hard time finding accommodation within her price range. Again from the website of the Church of Union, Jeff claims that when Shalia introduced him to her spiritual teacher, a former nun, quote, everything on his spiritual journey came together and blossomed into profound realisation and awareness, rapidly transforming him from one who sought truth to one who had found truth. His spiritual and healing gifts were awoken, and after a year of studying under the former nun, when she passed away, quote, Jeff and Shalia then became the teacher. Before she met Jeff, Shalia had been searching for her twin flame for some time already. In fact, she'd already had a false twin flame. She later wrote, I allowed myself to fall for a guy who I thought looked and sounded like my twin flame, but in truth he was very spiritually, emotionally and financially abusive towards me. Alice Hines reported that Jeff and Shalia were both from Catholic families originally, and neither were on good terms with them anymore. According to the Our Gurus page at the Church of Union, every family member, friend, every opportunity and dollar in their bank account vanished. Shalia moved to Hawaii to be with Jeff and stayed with him in the jungle palace that he says he'd built with bamboo he'd cut down himself. He told Alice Hines that he'd been running a vegetarian Airbnb. Jeff and Shalia claim to have been in Harmonious Twin Flame Union, or HTFU, since January 2014. In September 2015, the couple published their book, Twin Flames, Finding Your Ultimate Lover. It remains the seminal text upon which much of their belief system is based. Under the heading What are Twin Flames, Jeff explains in Finding Your Ultimate Lover that twin flames share the same soul blueprint. A soul blueprint is, apparently, the exact same concept as physical DNA. But whereas identical twins share physical DNA, they have unique souls. Twin flames share the same soul blueprint, though they are unique otherwise. Before you start to worry that this might make them solely incestuous, fear not. The way it works is that they share the one soul blueprint in a complementary fashion, rather than being carbon copies. Jeff continues by explaining that if you picture your twin flame union as the yin and yang, quote, one half is the divine masculine and the other half is the divine feminine, with the small circles representing the truth that you are not dualistic but unified as a whole. You may be wondering how the concept differs from the idea of soulmates. Jeff explains, Twin flames were created by source to have absolute and complete companionship with another soul because soulmates come and go, but your twin flame is forever with you sharing eternal life and they mirror God's divine love for you the most clearly. A big concept in the twin flame universe is known as the mirroring effect. 
My understanding of the idea from the book is that your twin flame's behaviour is a mirror of your own choices and beliefs. So if your twin flame does something that seems hurtful or angers you, you need to look within yourself to figure out what their behaviour is mirroring in you. If they're behaving in ways that you find challenging, essentially this is for your own good as, quote, they do not do this because they are cruel, abusive, hateful or desire to destroy the union. They do this to heal you and to heal themselves. So don't expect the path to permanent harmonious union to be an easy one. And yes, of course, there is a path along which you must travel in order to attain Jeff and Shalia's concept of ascension. But they provide all of the tools you'll need through the book and their online classes and e-courses. Unfortunately, there are very few people in tune enough to the divine to perform God's miracle of determining who your twin flame really is. As Jeff and Shalia write, That is why it is so important to follow us and our work and only choose to listen to teachers, healers and coaches who remain within our spiritual community and lineage. Jeff and Shalia provide a tool that you can use if you're feeling hurt or upset by something your twin flame has done, and it's known as the mirror exercise. In fact, they say, this one tool is so powerful it can be used in any situation to help you create whatever is your desire in your reality. But in a YouTube video, they showcase the usage of the exercise for finding and maintaining your twin flame union. The mirror exercise is Jeff and Shalia's most fundamental spiritual practice and is supposedly about taking back your power by recognising that nothing outside of you has the power to make you happy. So if you're unhappy, there are internal blockages you need to work on. The way it works is as follows. Step one, identify the upset. Then state, I'm upset at blank for blank. So it could be, for example, I'm upset with my partner for not listening to me. Step two, change all of the pronouns so that they point to yourself instead of to another person. So the example phrase becomes, I'm upset at myself for not listening to myself. Step three, ask yourself, is this true? And recognize that it is. That is, the answer is always yes if you're doing the exercise correctly. Then finally, step four, love yourself. Ask what you really need to feel loved. So perhaps you need to listen to yourself more in this example. Once you've done the exercise, you're supposed to find that whatever was bothering you before either stops happening or no longer upsets you. Like with many pseudo-psychological exercises, there's a core of truth to be found in recognising in yourself why you might find certain behaviours in others upsetting, and working on yourself in instances where you may be overreacting. But anyone who's listened to this podcast for long will recognise the entire mirroring approach as another novel way of getting followers to internalise all of their problems, to undermine their own healthy boundaries and sense of self, and to avoid holding others to account for totally problematic behaviour. Jeff and Shalia write in their book that the purpose of harmonious twin flame union, HTFU, is to live a God-centred life. That is, a sacred relationship at one with God and each other. Following harmonious twin flame union, you can finally progress to perfect union, which is your complete and total ascension into Christ consciousness. At this stage, there's no going back, and you're in the state of an ascended master. 
The eight keys to the foundation of your harmonious twin flame union are honesty, trust, commitment, persistence, compassion, unconditional love, forgiveness and respect. This all sounds pretty good, but an example that Jeff gives under honesty is troubling. He recounts a story about when he decided to be totally honest with Shalia early on in their relationship and told her that he actually didn't like her. This was very uncomfortable for him to say, apparently, but he believed that absolute honesty was key. So he said to her, I really don't like you at all. I love you, but the things you choose to do and express aren't really cool with me. That Shalia chose to meet such a cruel statement with nothing but love in return apparently helped strengthen their permanent bond. But this really doesn't sound like healthy communication to me. Having achieved harmonious twin flame union in their permanent relationship in January 2014, Jeff and Shalia got married two years later in January 2016. Around 2019, Kara Brodsky found herself involved with the Twin Flame Universe Ascension School Forum via their Facebook group for a year or so, and she spoke with me about her experiences. So a little bit before I got into the group, I kept hearing this Twin Flame concept. And so I literally just got like a random invitation on Facebook and I just was like, hey, why don't I join it? They're contacting me and somebody wants to talk to me. So I love getting messages. So I just joined the group. And it's it's kind of like a matchmaking kind of thing, like Twin Flame. Like I thought it was like a matchmaking thing. Kara told me about what happened once she accepted the invitation into the Facebook group. So as soon as you get in the group, the forum, you get bombarded with a lot of video calls trying to get you to sign up for sessions. And then I think you can get five free sessions as soon as you enter. And then they're all about pushing you to read the Jeff and Shalia, the book that they have. Kara told me that these video calls weren't scheduled. They were just random. And they were from people within the Twin Flames universe who were training to be life coaches. The woman who kept calling her put a lot of pressure on her. She was just really interested in getting me to like do sessions with her, get her to get me to sign up to watch Jeff and Shalia's videos, the classes, and also read the book. So I was like really pushed to do it. There were the initial free sessions with the life coach, and these led to paid group sessions two days a week, along with the expectation of paying for Jeff and Shalia's online courses and buying and reading their book. On the products page of the Twin Flames website, there's the book and some healing meditations for under $20, then a range of pre-recorded workshop videos, e-courses and classes in the hundreds of dollars, up to the Twin Flame Ascension School and Life Purpose class at $2,222 and $2,699 respectively. Or you can get the Everything Package for a one-time payment of $6,999 which is a bargain as it apparently saves you $1,300 off buying everything individually. Weirdly, when I added all the courses together, I only made it a saving of $361. If you choose to pay for the everything package in 12 instalments of $699, it'll set you back $8,388, which is more expensive than buying everything individually, even by their confusing metric. Must be Jeff's business school training at work there. I asked Kara about her understanding of the twin flame concept, and she told me her interpretation of it. So from what I'm understanding, 
when I was in the group was it's like this person is like the other half of your soul. So mm-hmm. like they mirror you. So like whatever goes on within you will go on within them. So like, you know, say your twin flame is going through something, you're going through the, the exact same thing. However, I think, think that kind of plays into like if you have like no identity and like a personality mm-hmm. disorder so you tend to believe it and then you think oh this is this is the person you're supposed to be with it's the your ultimate lover or your what was it like true love for like the last time so it's like your forever person but it's like you and another body Kara's impression was that pinning down your twin flame wasn't a straightforward process Yeah, it started out where like, oh, this person's your twin flame. But then it's like, then they started to say, oh, it could be this person. It could be that person. Oh, that person's just a soulmate. That person's your actual twin flame. So it was really confusing. Like it would start to change. Kara also told me that within the online group, there was talk about whether your twin flame might be much older than you or much younger than you or not even born yet, or perhaps even dead. So it could be like, Someone from your, someone you broke up with could be your twin flame. So it's like you need to get back with them, even though they're married or something, or they're in a relationship. And then it's like, I don't know. It's like they kind of push people to like, you're on their twin flame, even though there may be a restraining order. Here are a few questions I found on the popular crowdsourcing information and advice site Quora. In two weeks, I'm to attend court for stalking my twin flame. Do you think the judge will believe all the gifts I sent her were simply because she's my TF? Why did my twin flame get me arrested for stalking her? Why did my twin flame runner go to the police for stalking? Is it a false twin flame? Have you ever heard about restraining orders during twin flame runner chaser phase? In Twin Flames, Finding Your Ultimate Lover, point seven of God's Nine Signs You Are With Your True Twin Flame Channeled includes, quote, You know you have left your twin flame long ago if you still sincerely love that person with your innermost heart, even if you find it intolerable to be around them. Kara told me about the belief that your twin flame was there to help heal you while you were there to help heal them at the same time, being these perfect complementary halves of each other. And she told me about how this could go incredibly wrong. Now, you know, I think a relationship, a good loving relationship could be healing, But, you know, if you're coming into a relationship with a lot of wounding from your parents or your past or past people, it just turns into just an abusive situation where the person that I thought was my twin flame was actually an ex-military rapist. But it's like it's your twin flame, so it doesn't matter. You just have to ignore everything else and just continue to stay with this person. Even if they beat you up and go to jail, you just wait to bail them out. It's your twin flame, right? So you have to stay with them. So it's like if if your twin flame blocks you, it means you're blocking something within yourself. So it's basically blaming you for why they are the way they are. Candace Renee Moon works with women who have experienced domestic abuse and has herself experienced it. She was interviewed by Sean Bradley for Vice about her own time in various twin flame groups. And she now believes that the very concept of twin flames allows for abuse to flourish. She said... They teach you that this person is your mirror, so anything toxic they are doing is a reflection of you, and that when you're being abused, you desperately want to have a reason for why this is happening, and Twin Flames give you that. Kara purchased some of the Twin Flames Universe online courses, and she told me a bit about their content. They are a bunch of clowns, I'll say that. (laughs) They'll make you laugh. 
<laughs> so some of the videos were like, they're not really teaching anything. They're just talking about the personal lives or they're actually pre-recorded with them in sessions with other life coaches in a big group too. And you can see some of them getting mad, Jeff telling mm-hmm. some of the people in the group to quit their job, like it's like ordering them around of like what they should start doing more of. Kara told me a bit about the structure of the organization. We have Jeff and Shalia, then you got the life coaches, and then you got them trying to get people to be life coaches. But then also another thing that would occur is even though I'm not a life coach, they would have you try to be like recruiting other people to come in. So yep. even though like I'm paying to be there, they want you to work. Kara herself didn't have time to get involved with recruiting, but she looked into what would be involved initially. And the process was known as phishing. So phishing is just like you go into like gaming forums or you go wherever you can online or Facebook to try to recruit people to come in. So what you would get is a spreadsheet of like, like what groups to, you know, what forums or what websites to post in to get people to come to come in. So like there'd be like a website and then you put your name underneath it of like, okay, put a post in there. Alice Hines reported for Vanity Fair that instructions to Twin Flames coaches on a lead tracking spreadsheet for handling new recruits included, your one and only job here is to communicate to them that they have finally found what it is they have always been searching for. Under an FAQ on the Twin Flames website, one of the questions is, what if I can't afford regular coaching? The first part of the answer reads, as with the blocks to your twin flame union, blocks to money are healed in exactly the same way. Blocks are really just stuck energy. So if you are feeling a lack of abundance, the mirror exercise is the perfect way to begin healing. Booking an introductory coaching session with an Ascension coach is a great way to find the perfect next steps for you on your personal journey. Your coach can help to show you how to heal blocks to abundance so that you can claim regular coaching support. Remember, this is a divine journey where God is calling you home to love. As such, you can trust that God will provide all the abundance you need to complete the journey. Kara was not very financially stable at the time she was involved with Twin Flames Universe, and at the time she was paying $111 per month. This was back in 2019, by which point Jeff and Shalia were talking about the valuation of their business being close to $2 million. For Kara, it was too expensive, and she decided to disengage, but she found herself sucked back in again soon afterwards. So I was three months in, tried to leave, then I stayed an additional like eight or nine months or so, and then I just ran out of money. So and then I became kind of homeless for a while. In 2019, Jeff and Shalia founded the Church of Union, which Jeff told Alice Hines, quote, seeks to unify all religion under one spiritual umbrella. This brought to my mind Samael Anvior's claims about his Gnostic belief system from the last episode of this podcast. On the Our Gurus page of the Church of Union website, under a picture of Shalia and Jeff, it says, We believe our gurus were sent by God from heaven to bring us the teachings of union and partner with us in creating heaven on earth. On the homepage, under a heading, Discovering and Living Your Life Purpose and Enjoying a Life of Financial Abundance, it says that through Jeff and Shalia's Life Purpose class, 
available for a one-time payment of $2,699, or $3,228 if you want to pay by 12 instalments, quote, you can learn exactly how to not only discover and fully embody your life purpose, but you will also be guided on how to monetize it so that you can fulfill your spiritual function and destiny while also earning an ever-growing financial income. Jeff claims that a key reason he moved away from mainstream Christianity was due to its position on gay marriage. So the Church of Union position on same-sex relationships is interesting. Kara told me a story about a lesbian couple who were doing really well in the Twin Flames universe, who were moving up as life coaches and appreciated the group's position on LGBTQ unions. But then it became clear that their gurus expected one of the two women in the relationship to present as more masculine, to cut her hair short and change her style, perhaps even to undergo gender reassignment surgery. I'm not opposed to anybody wanting a sex change, that's fine. But it's like basically saying that you need to, you know, one of you has to look like the man, one of you has to look like the female, so... And, you know, I think that kind of goes along with some of the Christian beliefs. This couple ended up leaving the group. When Kara was involved with the forums, she noticed they were pretty female-dominated. In her group meetings, there was one male and everyone else was female. And Jeff told Alice Hines for her Vanity Fair article that at least 80% of their YouTube viewers were women. Jeff and Shalia, via some of the life coaches, started telling some women who had always considered themselves heterosexual that their twin flame was actually another woman within the group. And when the women were shocked and rejected the idea, they explained that it didn't undermine their understanding that they were straight. It was because one of the women was a divine masculine. In their book, Jeff and Shalia explain the concept of divine masculine and divine feminine. You are either 100% masculine at your core or you are 100% feminine at your core. These two energies are static in that they remain as this polarity for all of eternity from the moment of your creation. So even while the group appears to be welcoming of relationships across the LGBTQ spectrum, there's a real binary around gender at its centre. While they say that there is no pressure to change in any way, and however you identify is absolutely fine, there does seem to be some encouragement to align your outer presentation with what has been determined as your divine gender. A former member posted on Reddit, I have seen them tell students what their true gender identity is, and then kick them out when they failed to conform, e.g. change their name, their pronouns, their appearance. One former Twin Flames Universe member told Alice Hines, I have been blocked by the group and everyone I knew in the group since I told them I did not accept being a divine masculine. Arcelia Francis, who was trans before she joined the group, told the journalist that she hoped those still in Twin Flames Universe who were transitioning were happy, but that, quote, I just think it's all too likely that indoctrination made them believe that they were trans when they were fucking fine before. It's pretty wild to think that there's a fair amount of panic across the US at the moment around trans youth and the idea that they are being coerced into transitioning, which is mainly coming from the Christian right, when this is actually one of the only groups I've heard of where a number of former members do suggest followers are potentially being pressured to transition, and it's all in the name of God. I've watched a lot of Twin Flames Universe YouTube videos at this point. Well, a bunch of the free ones anyway, of which there are many. 
It's interesting to see the dynamics between Jeff and Shalia. She seems bubbly, and they are funny, as Kara mentioned. But when Shalia's talking, she's often looking across at Jeff, maybe for affirmation. When Jeff talks, he looks right at the camera, and he rarely looks at Shalia, especially in their earlier videos. This might of course be related to nerves or concentration. It's never easy to relax on camera. Kara said that she often found him to be mean. Jeff's really immature. He's just ordering you around. He wants what he wants. And um, I don't even think he really even cares about Shalia. He's not very nice to her. Right at the start of Twin Flames, Finding Your Ultimate Lover, in the first paragraph of Chapter 1, Jeff writes that he and Shalia had been Facebook friends for over a year when Shalia messaged him. Previous to that, he'd commented on some of her photos, things like that he found her, quote, weirdly sexy, which sounds a lot like negging to me. He wrote that upon receiving her message, his internal response was, I have so many other women interested in me, and she doesn't look like America's next top model. A couple of YouTube channels have posted videos of Jeff and Shalia that are not their publicly posted free content. They appear to be speaking with their dedicated followers in these. And there's a striking difference in tone between these videos and the more light-hearted, instructive videos I'd been watching previously. I'm going to play you some edited audio of Jeff from one of these videos. I did my part to get things started. Now you guys are going to have to do this. I want a big TikTok team because I want a TikTok team that's going to produce like 40 videos, 40 TikToks a day. 40 TikToks a day, that's our goal. I don't need people who are not going to step up. I don't need people who are going to not do us right, who are not ready, who aren't going to be capable of showing up and doing work here. But here's the secret. We're going to have a funnel of new clients coming in. And these clients are going to pay us more. And they're going to treat you better. And they're going to be handled by Twin Flames University. It's going to be easy. Easy to handle these clients. Fun. All of it's handled for you. All of these new clients are going to be coming through our new system. Wet behind the ears. Ready to go. Who's going to get the new clients? The ones who work and produce the most value within our new system. Obviously. If you are working real hard in our new system, and it doesn't have to be in marketing data systems. It can be an admin or HR or bot or security or wherever it is that you're producing value for Twin Flames Universe. You're going to get the clients. And I know. We all know, we're all part of this big team. Who's sloughing off and being a piece of shit? And we're all gonna have to watch out for this. There's Lazy Bones over there fucking us all. Lazy Bones is one, no longer gonna get clients funneled to them. And two, no longer gonna hold a position which holds everyone else up. Cause guess what? If you're fucking, over, fucking around over in the TikTok team, Uh, My client just, I sent my client over to TikTok and it sucks. Fuck you. My business depends on all of you. And I want to make sure that all of you are doing your fucking jobs. Everyone's going to be looking at everyone else. Former Twin Flames CEO Keely Griffin spoke to Sarah Edmondson and Nippy Ames for their A Little Bit Culty podcast earlier this year and told them that 100 to 200 volunteer followers were tasked with figuring out how to run all of Jeff's companies for no salary, and that they still had to pay for the Twin Flames Universe programs, even while they were contributing their unpaid labour. On top of this, coaches had to pay $100 per month to be part of the coaching program, 
hand over half of the money they made through coaching to Twin Flames Universe, and also tithe 10% of their pre-tax income, presumably to the Church of Union. Volunteer teams looked after social media, websites, blogging and more. Anyone who asked questions about this free labour, Keeley said, would be ostracised, shamed, bullied or kicked out. Keeley also told Sarah and Nippy that towards the end of her time at Twin Flames Universe, Jeff and Shalia started a new set of expensive, exclusive classes not to be recorded. She was paying around $500 a month with about 25 other Inner Circle members. Quote, In these classes, Jeff and Shalia started talking about the apocalypse and how there's an apocalypse coming and how all of the people who have harmed them or do not want to be on the Twin Flame Ascension path that Jeff and Shalia created will be stuck in hell forever. When Alice Hines asked Jeff about Facebook posts where he had claimed that he and Shalia were the Father Christ and Mother Christ, he told her, I'm the second coming. I'm what was prophesied. And I say that with humility, but there's no other way to say it. Jesus got the same response when he was like, yo, I'm the Son of God. I'm the Messiah. Look. Here's an edited excerpt of Jeff taken from a YouTube video shared by another user, not on the Twin Flames Union official channels. I can't be there for every single person, right? Like, everyone wants to tell me their Twin Flame story. And, like, it was really great at first because they could help you, but, like, hundreds and hundreds of people want to message me their Twin Flame story. And I'd be reading Twin Flame stories all day. Well, beautiful, like, I needed to create a system. And that's why it's a company, Twin Flames Universe. And y'all aren't, like, paying me to, like, be Christ, like, no one's donating, and the Catholic Church hasn't said, Ah, he is indeed the Christ. Let us provide him an endowment. Like, no. Like, you know, realistically, a talk to a Catholic priest, you probably are really upset right now. Uh, so I just went about proving my work and, and sharing the kingdom of heaven, and I, I figure y'all will catch up eventually. And I'm not hiding anything. Like, I'm literally telling you I'm Christ. I'm not, a, I'm not an arrogant person. I just want... Ooh, nice, yeah. Can you just like jam on this for a minute? Have a little impromptu music. Vice spoke to half a dozen former Twin Flames Universe students and three parents of people who were still involved at the time that journalist Sarah Berman published her piece in February 2020. She wrote... Former students say they were gaslit and manipulated into volunteering hundreds of hours of free labour, exploited for thousands of dollars, discouraged from seeking professional mental health care, and cut off from their families. Parents say their kids are pressured to cut off all family contact unless they send money. In a video response that was later deleted, Jeff called the former members who spoke to Sarah Berman the hate squad and claimed that they all wanted to denigrate the work of Twin Flames Universe so that they could take the clients for themselves. When journalist Alice Hines visited Jeff and Shalia's house, she found, quote, The home's extra bedrooms housed four boot camp students of Twin Flames Universe who cooked, cleaned and ran errands in exchange for the chance to do intensive spiritual work in the household of their gurus. The Divine Empire is expanding in other ways too. Divine Dish touts itself as food for God consciousness and at first appears to be a HelloFresh-style meal service. But as far as I can tell from the website, it doesn't actually provide you with the ingredients, only a meal plan and recipes each week, at a cost of $100 a month, which is an introductory offer, as the regular price will be $179 per month. 
you can pay extra for a basic cooking course and a Heart of Cooking course of videos as well. Divine Gaming has released a Minecraft mod game called Nightmarecraft and has an active Patreon with seven supporters at the time I visited. The tiers from $7 to $68 Australian seem to offer the same benefits, just with different levels of love and gratitude in return. Their $135.50 per month tier includes a Divine Dish subscription. Jeff is listed as the creator and founder of MAP, or Mind Alignment Process Incorporated, which is a 12-week online healing course for people who have experienced trauma. For a limited time, you can get it for $1,199 US, though they reckon it's worth $3,900. The website claims that 99% of MAP recipients experience a significant decrease in flashbacks after 12 weeks, after one year, MAP completely resolved trauma symptoms in 91% of cases. This website has a totally different appearance to the other endeavours, and is clearly designed to look clinical and trustworthy, with no mention of God and much less heavy-handed on the spiritual aspects that pepper all of the other sites. The process claims to be safe, simple, scientific and ultra-effective, but I can find nobody associated with it to have any qualifications in psychology or any scientific field. Under the question, how is MAP different, it says, MAP is efficient at rooting out and healing the core of the trauma in just one session. Years of treatment are not necessary with MAP. Because of MAP's efficiency, it is much less expensive than other treatments. MAP's director of training, Jason Emmerich, is also Chef Jason in Divine Dishes video courses. CEO Dr. Christine Emmerich earned her PhD in public safety leadership in 2016. Chrissy Emmerich and Chef Jason are listed as Executive Ministers of Operations at the Church of Union as well, and achieved harmonious twin flame union together in 2020. Under a disclaimer in the footer of the MAP website is the highlighted text, Mind Alignment Process Inc. MAP practitioners are not trained medical professionals or counsellors, nor do we purport to be. MAP should not be used as a substitute for seeking professional care for the diagnosis and treatment of any mental psychiatric disorders. A former Twin Flames Universe follower claims that the mind alignment process is based on Teal Swan's completion process, and that Jeff and Shalia consider Teal Swan to be a false spiritual teacher, and don't allow her works within the group. If you want to know more about Teal Swan, there's a podcast called The Gateway that you might be interested in listening to. MAP, Divine Dish, and Divine Gaming are all mentioned on the homepage of the Church of Union website, and I'd be interested to know how the finances interrelate. It does say explicitly that the Church of Union has helped to support Divine Gaming in creating innovative new games which align with the teachings of Union and help us to fully explore and express ourselves through play. The donate page of the Church of Union website includes Our goal is to forge an eternal financial relationship with you where you see, know and feel the enormous benefits you get from supporting the Church of Union through tithing, regular donations, asset pledges and individual donations. It suggests a tithe of 10% of your pre-tax income, though no pressure if that doesn't feel good for you. But keep in mind, quote, having a healthy financial relationship with the Church of Union puts you in a position for God to use you as his financial instrument, and so he is even more compelled to prosper you financially. It also generates strong positive karma for you, not just financially, but spiritually too. At this point in time, the donate button leads to a PayPal page, which doesn't appear to provide any kind of charitable benefit. 
By the time Alice Hines was writing her article for Vanity Fair, Jeff and Shalia had moved into an $850,000 five-bedroom house in Michigan. The couple fed her a divine dish meal, and they did a photo shoot at the house for the article. They were anticipating the forthcoming positive coverage. When the article came out in December 2020, it was entitled, Everywhere I went, they went with me, because they were on my phone, inside the always online, all-consuming world of Twin Flames universe. The subheading asked the question, is it a cult that has manipulated some members' understandings of their own genders, as ex-followers allege, or the outermost extremes of influencing? Following the publication of the earlier Vice article, Jeff and Shalia sent a cease and desist letter to the interview subjects, which included, We will also pursue you to the fullest extent of the law for your crimes. We will subpoena every single social media outlet for your identities, your IP addresses, your computers and hard drives, your Google accounts for every single defamatory and illegal thing. Computer professionals with warrants will follow every detail of your digital footprint and collect all of the evidence. Police and detectives will be sent to each and every one of your homes to investigate you thoroughly. We will drag you in and out of court for a long, long time. We will set a precedent in the court system to protect people all over the world from cyber bullies like you. They then filed a lawsuit in Michigan against the former Twin Flames students who had told their stories to the publication, claiming that they were false and defamatory. The case was dismissed on the grounds of Michigan not having jurisdiction, and a request to have it transferred to Arizona was denied in part due to the cease and desist letter, which had also stated, We will subpoena you all to courts in Michigan where you don't live, and you will have to pay travel expenses, hotels, food, court fees, lawyer fees in addition to the money we will sue you for. The court stated that, The interest of justice does not warrant transfer in light of plaintiffs' apparent bad faith bringing this action in an improper forum in order to increase the litigation costs. Following the publication of the Vanity Fair article, which was around 10 months after the Vice coverage, a number of Twin Flames Universe students flocked to Vanity Fair's Instagram to comment about the unfair coverage. It's definitely worth reading both the Vice and Vanity Fair articles yourself, and they're linked in the show notes. When Vanity Fair shut off the comments on the Instagram post, Twin Flames Universe posted an article on their website entitled, Cowardly Vanity Fair Silences Our Voices Again. The article is no longer up there, but it started with, quote, Vanity Fair has shown their true colours as cowards, criminals, charlatans and biased propaganda-spewing sensationalists by silencing our voices on Instagram today. It then accused the publication of religious persecution and said, Vanity Fair is attempting cultural genocide by silencing us. At the time I looked it up, the Twin Flames Universe Facebook page had 23,073 likes, and the Facebook group that Kara had been a part of, Twin Flames Universe Open Forum, had 37,000 members. The Church of Union Unionism Spiritual Discussion page was lagging behind a bit, with 629 members when I visited. Amazon has recently greenlit a Twin Flames Universe docuseries based on Alice Hines' Vanity Fair article which I'll be keeping an eye out for. And you can also listen to Wondery's in-depth Twin Flames podcast about the organisation. Twin Flames Universe denies that they promote harassment and stalking, 
that they engage in exploitative and cult-like practices, and that they coerce members into changing their gender. Back in September 2012, Ender Ionethos tweeted, I'm a leader, and when I express my ideas, I'm just describing my reality. I'm not concerned with anyone's approval. Ten days later, he tweeted, Someone emailed me today saying I should start a cult. Free punch at my jungle compound. At the time of researching this episode, the most recent blog post on the Church of Union website was 10 signs you're a slave in the Luciferian system. The first sign is that you don't believe what Jeff is telling you. Quote, You're so hopelessly enslaved by the system, you think that I'm your enemy or a crackpot fool peddling lies to make money. Hilarious. The hypocrisy is real and you're playing right into the Luciferian system. We'll finish today's episode with a tweet from the 21st of July 2012, from the man who would later become known as Jeff Devine. Quote, If your beliefs, ideas or character cannot face close scrutiny or tough questions, how can you know if it is sound? You can access ad-free episodes and support the production of this independent podcast via Patreon, patreon.com slash ltaspod, or with a one-off donation or merch purchase. This episode of Let's Talk About Sects was researched and written by me, Sarah Steele. Music was by Joe Gould. Thanks to Matt Brazel for editing. A very special thanks to Kara Brodsky for sharing her story with me. Information sources are listed on the episode page at ltaspod.com. 